This episode of Enough is brought to you by those fine folks over at Squarespace who give you absolutely everything you need to create an amazing website, blog, or portfolio. I want to tell you a little bit more today about the beautiful themes that Squarespace have with their new version 6. Um, I've been playing around a lot with the themes that they've had. Um, it's that age-old problem with something so beautiful as you have the only dis- the only tough decision you have is choosing a theme because what Squarespace have done they they have done some amazing work with their design team to create a bunch of themes that look stunning they have um, they're ma- you know mainly focused around blogs and portfolios but you can sort of adapt any of their themes to fit the type of content that you want and you do that with their drag and drop layout engine um, so you can just drag and drop the types of content you want to appear on a page and that's all done really seamlessly but they always follow the fantastic layout guidelines that are set with the themes um, some of their themes are really heavy on images. Um, you can have real good control over the colors and everything. They're absolutely stunning, and I want you to try them out for yourself. All of their themes are responsive, so they look great no matter what device you're using to view them on. I can give you a two-week free trial, so you can sign up, import your own blog with their fantastic blog importer tool, and try out their new templates. You can go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels that's seven zero D E C I B E L S to try out a two week free trial, no credit card required. And if you use the offer code seventy decibels eight at seven zero D E C I B E L S eight, you'll get an additional ten percent off during checkout. Thank you so much to Squarespace for their continued support. Hey Michael. Hey. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Pat. Very good. How are you? Yeah. I'm old. A <laughs> uh, uh, little background story is that like I'm I'm late to recording today because I, you know, I laid down for just a little quick nap, little little quick shut eye, and like completely overslept. I feel I feel like an idiot. I feel ridiculous, but that's okay. It is it is uh, no problem. So. uh Let's see. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done not like a whole ton of time has passed, but you know enough. I think it's you know time to do another one of those things uh, where we kind of discuss the things that we are enjoying, liking, loving, because um, uh, uh, folks like it when we do these little shows and yeah. you know talk about uh, some of the things that are capturing our attention. I agree. So, uh, yeah. So, I know you've got uh, you've got a couple or three. I've got a couple, and so since you've got three, I'm gonna let you go first. So, the first of mine is is kind of a, a little shameless plug. Ooh, but okay, it's, we like it's something of my own that I'm enjoying. So right. I figured I would like to um, would like to bring it up, and that's Command Space, which is um, a show that it's probably the. It's kind of the most recent show on the network, kind of not. Like, it was the rebranding of the Bro Show. Um, it's now just myself on my own doing the show. Um, yeah, Terry uh, departed from the show uh, not mm-hmm. too long after we renamed it. Um, Command Space is its like a tech news talk show. I'm trying to really make it feel like a late-night talk show. Um yeah. And I think it's going. I think it's going pretty well so far. We've had some great guests um, already on the show. 
Um, I've had an episode with Merlin Mann. Um, we had an episode with Jason Snell, um, Sean Blanc, and Ben Brooks. I'm recording an, a special episode later today with Marco Arment, the creator of Instapaper. Yeah, um, which wonderful. will be up uh, probably when you're hearing this. Um, I'm releasing these two episodes sort of in very quick succession to each other. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Marco um, had some time this week. Um, I got in contact with him to ask if he wanted to be on, and he said he had time this week. So I figured if he's got the time, let's pin him down. And then mm. I've also got an episode with um, Jim Dorrymple mm. of the Loop later on this mm. week. Very cool. And I've been booking in some. Or should I say, yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm actually going to talk to him a little bit about the yep thing and, and just how. It is to deal with rumors and maybe like you know what ones it is that he chooses to publish and why yeah um yeah and i've also um i've got some really exciting guests coming up in the not too distant future which i don't want to give too much away just now um but i'm i'm booked through to sort of mid-october at the moment and we've got some really exciting people coming up so when you say like a like a late night talk show, you mm. mean just the just the interview portion. So you're not like making you know coming out behind a curtain and making a few a few bad jokes. Uh, there's no like musical guest that comes on. Uh, we don't have like a, a co-host who just sits there and laughs at everything that you say. No, in in <laughs> in my brain though, Pat, I have. Um a, a, a dream of where I would like the show to go um, and to transition it even more towards that like having a house band that would submit music to me to put in interstitials um, <laughs> cool. and, and to have like uh, maybe one or two small guests maybe like a couple of developers and then one long, like big guest and making the show closer towards two hours but it being in oh, sort wow. of chunks so people would listen to it in chunks or maybe only listen to the sections that they're interested in but that is sort of a someday down the line potentially maybe a live recorded show I don't know but that's yeah. you know a crazy idea for where I'd like to see Command Space go but right yeah. now I'm very happy with the way that, that it's turning out and um, it's getting it's some steam behind it people are really enjoying it so um, I'm very happy yeah. And I've wanted to talk about it because um, of everything that I'm doing at the moment, it's the project that I'm enjoying the most. Uh, I think mainly because it's all mine. Like, I don't have a co-host, so it's it's just my vision for mm-hmm. how I want a show to be. Um, and, you know, with any projects, the newer ones are the ones you're always most excited about. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, I really do want urge people to check it out because it has been really really great every single episode you've done so far has been extremely compelling um i I don't think uh it would come as a surprise uh if i tell people that the the first episode of the new incarnation uh of uh you know called command space with merlin man is probably the best interview of merlin that i have read or or listen to i mean it's really fantastic um yeah. and he even manages to you know stay on topic through most of most of it so <laughs> until we go <laughs> until we go all crazy um yeah. about uh x-men at the end yeah about 20 minutes <laughs> yeah there are certain subjects that you can't get them on without uh, going way off the rails 
that's one of them. Um, so one of the things I uh, have been really liking lately is um, so I got these these jeans. <laughs> this pair of jeans. Okay. Um, I'm I'm lucky that uh, where I live, uh, the neighborhood I live in, there's a number of uh, really great stores. Uh, I've, I've spoken about this before in the past, but what's really especially great about, about at least a couple of these stores is that um, they're really really good specialty stores and really good at what they do. Like we, I have a really fantastic wine store, for instance, that only has like good wine, like even their, you know, $7 bottles of wine are like the best of the $7 bottles of wine that you can buy. Right. Like they just, there's just no such thing as bad wine in the store. And that the, the staff is all extremely knowledgeable. And if you walk in and you say, okay, I need a wine for this occasion, or I'm looking for something to pair with this sort of meal, or, you know, I generally like these types of wines. They will always steer you to exactly the right thing. Well, I have a store in uh, my neighborhood like that uh, called Black Blue that's that way about denim. And they have, like, you know, other clothing, too. But their specialty really is denim. And not just any denim, but high-end salvage denim. Uh, Generally... Uh, American-made, but not in all cases, but in most cases. In some cases, it is Japanese denim that's been made on American looms or uh, things like that, but they are especially knowledgeable about denim. And their lowest-priced jeans uh, start at around, uh, I think, $175. (laughs) Like $175, like just a ridiculous amount of money. It's expensive. (laughs) But here's the deal. Their jeans really are final choices. This is extremely high-end denim that is meant to be worn. First of all, you're going to buy one pair of these jeans, and that is going to be the pair of jeans that you wear for six months before they even have their, their first wash, like minimum six months, okay? Um, because uh, good denim, that's how good denim works and is built. It's built to last um, against that kind of wearing and that kind of abuse um, because it is so thick, because it is raw denim, um, because uh, of its qualities, uh, it the denim will begin to mold and shape itself to you and only only you. And the reason that you wear it uh, like that is not just because of its durability and because of its stiffness and its uh, its toughness, but also because it 
really does begin to mold itself to your body. And so when you do finally do that first, as they call it, soak, because you don't really wash these in the washing machine, that's the worst thing you could do uh, to them. Uh, you actually just uh, fill up a bathtub with cold water, um, a little bit of uh, of uh, denim-specific, dark-specific uh, 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 washing soap, if, if, if any at all, and you soak them inside out in the tub for just a, a few minutes and then let them drip dry and that retains not only the 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 indigo that's uh, in the dye and things like that and keeps that from running out but also kind of at that point sets in the shape of the of the fabric which now has shaped itself to you and it kind of sets that shape so that the next time you put them on there will be nothing else like them because they're they really are molded and designed exactly for you. And uh, what's great is that the guys there will sit down with you and will explain to you the reason why these are so expensive, the reason why it costs so much, the sort of equipment that this stuff is made on, and you know, compare it to your standard pair of fifty dollar gap jeans for instance or you know uh even ninety dollar pair of levi's you know that that even those well you know those are no longer american made those are now mostly made in china and they're made they're not made with salvaged den denim they're made with a much cheaper denim that is woven with much cheaper threads on much cheaper equipment and are not designed in the same way um and they'll sit down and they'll talk you through the entire process. And by the time they're done, they'll convince you at the very least, even if you don't buy anything, that everything else you buy is crap. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that they don't, that uh, they've done the hard work for you by making sure that they don't carry anything but the best. Um, and uh, and so yeah, I bought a pair, and they're great. I bought a pair of Baldwin. Um, the the uh, style that I bought, I believe, is called the Reed. Um, I could be getting that wrong, and will make sure to correct myself in the show notes. Um, but, uh, but uh, so check the show notes. Uh, but uh, Baldwin is uh, definitely the brand, and it's kind of uh, one of the you know less expensive of the brands that they carry. Um, and these are, quite frankly, from the moment I put them on, I knew that. I had not had anything that was even close before. Um, Baldwin are made by uh, a you know uh, a company in Kansas City, and they're made in Kansas City on American looms, uh, designed, made, and built in in America uh, using the very finest denim uh, available. Um, well worth it. So there you go, Baldwin jeans. That's uh, something I've been loving lately. Cool. You're up, my friend. I'm going to talk about a comic that I enjoy um, like called, called, called Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yes. Um, yes. I've, I've, Scott Pilgrim has been out for a few years now. They, they made it into a movie, um, a horribly underrated movie. Um I really, really loved it, but unfortunately, it didn't see the box office returns. Probably because it's over two hours, and which it needs to be to fit all six Scott Pilgrim books into it, um, it still makes sense. But um, it 
it didn't do very well probably because it was two hours a lot of people didn't really know the what the actual um the story was you know not, mm-hmm. not a lot of people mm-hmm. wouldn't know it um, unless you're entrenched in that sort of culture scott pilgrim basically um focuses on the main character scott pilgrim um who is a bass player in a band he have, and it's basically a kind of love story meets a girl called ramona ramona has seven evil exes that he must defeat to mm. date ramona um and the story follows scott's um, journey across having to defeat all seven evil exes <laughs> the reason I bring this up now is this was a, it's a it's a manga style book in the way that it's a small book, black and white. Um, they have recently released um, color versions of Scott Pilgrim. Um, well, the first edition is now in color, um, and it's stunning. I have it um, in digital, in Comicsology, and I also have it in um, paper, a hardback paper book. Um, the first edition, and I love it. Um, I love, I love the story. I've, I've loved the story for years. I think it's, it's not, not. I think I know it's easily my favourite comic of all time. Um, it's one of those sorts of things that when you, re- well, for me, it's one of the things for me that when I read it, it changed my life because I loved it that much. You know, when you just yeah. love, yeah. love a story yeah. so much that your life isn't the same because before that time you do, weren't aware of this story. Yeah. Um, so you can get it. If you're in the US, you can get it on Comixology. Um, it's not available in the UK on Comixology, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was able to get it because of a bug in their system. They didn't set up. <laughs> so, in other words, for some reason, it's like country locked or something. Yeah, which but. is a real shame. Um, you can't buy Scott Pilgrim at all in digital form um, on comic in the UK um, mm. in, in, in Comixology anyway. So if you really want it in digital form there are ways that you can easily get it um <laughs> i would suggest that you actually try and buy buy it in paper form buy the hardcover color edition there'll be a link in the show notes to the amazon page um it's stunning stunning in color and just so much fun it's hilarious written so well drawn really great by a guy called Brian Leo Malley. He wrote and um, inked and drew the whole thing. Wow. It's an excellent. I guess I didn't realize that about it. Yeah, excellent, excellent um, book. Love it, love it. Very cool. Well, one of the uh, one of the things uh, that I always I thought about the movie was why didn't they break it up into like a couple of movies or you know what I mean I think it, it, there's like six books and like they tried to it seemed like to me like they tried to fit every single one into this short space and it it, it would have been it would have it came out a confusing it, mess actually yeah I think it would have been a real uh, even more of a risk to do it in one and then not be able to tell the whole story and then not make enough money for a sequel mm-hmm um, I don't yeah. think it would have. I don't think they could have made two or three films out of it and, and got enough success. But it's such an incredible film. Um, I'll make that a sort of point five pick. It's Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the movie. It's on yeah. iTunes. Um, it's not very expensive on iTunes. You should watch that yeah. too. Um, really great movie. I love that too. Yeah. Um, uh, so speaking of like, and this is kind of a side one for me. This is not. Uh one of my you know, kind of uh, official ones, but uh, it's funny how you mentioned about 
certain things that you read or maybe watch and you keep coming back to them because they they have that much of an effect or change in your thinking or you know just yeah, there's something about it that you just remember right mm-hmm. um like uh one uh, here's one interesting one for me um and uh, this is neither here nor there but when I was I was ten years old when the original Star Wars came out, or I might have been nine going on ten. Um, but uh, I remember that summer, my mom and her best friend went to go see the movie before before taking me. And what I remember most about Star Wars is not so much seeing the film it's this and that is that it was so far ahead of anything that had come before it that when they tried to describe to me what it was and what it was about the only thing I could picture in my mind's eye was an animation was a cartoon right because uh, I, I kept asking him, I said, well, wait, is this like a cartoon or is this like real people? No, this is like real live action stuff. I'm like, but wait, you're talking about like robots and like little little mouse droid things driving around and getting in the way of these giant creatures and things like that. It sounds like how could they do all of that with live like things? <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense to me. And 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 so while certainly I went and my mind was blown because I had never seen anything even close to it, what stuck in my head was the fact that for at least two weeks I couldn't think of it in any other way as as a cartoon because it was that that much of a shift, right? And and, and those sorts of shifts we see very rarely in our lives, and so when we do, they they stand out. Um. I could get into a whole like I this is a whole rat hole because um, um uh, the Apple Samsung case is all about this right um, I mean, uh, the the problem with the with the iPhone is that now that we look at it it seems so obvious mm. but if you go back and you watch the original keynote video and you really look at what the iPhone was and what else was out and available at that time, it was uh, like no one ha- could have even dreamed of a phone being this advanced. Right? <laughs> like, like there was nothing like it anywhere close, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so when it did come out, it was so far ahead of the game that now that thing that we we've come to think of as well of course obviously this is the way that you design a smartphone with a touchscreen interface and icons and no keyboard and da, 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 you know that just seems so oh, that's so natural no that was they were 2 years ahead of the ahead of the game when the iPhone came out and that's the crux of what the patent stuff is all about but uh, I digress <clears throat> oh. So the other thing I'm liking is another piece of clothing that uh, <laughs> don't ask me why it gets this around changes seasons and, and so I start thinking about clothes. Um, 
But uh, I feature this on Minimal Mac, and whenever I wear it out, I just get a ton of compliments and people asking me about it and things like that. Um, so I hadn't mentioned it here, but um, uh, it is a uh, T-shirt um, that is uh, – I'm trying to find the name of the company. Um, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, sure. Uh, I'm looking it up here. Um, yeah, that's not it. Oh, I'll find it. No, you can't, can't find the name of the country, of the company. I believe it's Engineer Brand. Engineer uh, Brand. And the shirt uh, just simply has on the front of it, and oh boy, is it topical. Um, it's a t-shirt that just says unfollow on the front of it. It's a black t-shirt white unfollow, all lowercase. And uh, <laughs> like I said, every time I wear it out, I get just a ton of people asking me about it. Where'd you get that shirt, man? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Oh, I got to get myself one of those as well. Uh, it's engineerbrand.com, um, all lowercase, all one word. And... Uh, and you can get it there. They've got two T-shirts available, the unfollow one and the other one uh, I find uh, less funny. But there's probably some joke in it somewhere here that I'm too old to uh, to understand. And that is, your mom friended me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> well, that's just the worst nightmare for anyone. <laughs> it is. Uh, so, uh, real quick one, highly recommended, uh, and uh, go out and get one. So, between that and the jeans, you'll be set for fall. <laughs> All right, go ahead with another one, Michael. I will save it. I'm going to save it unless you re- unless you have something you you really want to bring up because we're no. uh, we're coming up to 25 minutes here. So, right. well, I'm sorry I wasted uh, so much of your time with uh, talking about uh, kind of leapfrogging technology. No wasting at all. Man, never. <laughs> all right. Well, we then will chat later, sir. We will. Thank you very much and cheers. Cheers, mate. <laughs>